Hi, everybody. I'm Deborah Carney, your host, and uh, welcome to our newest episode of the Book Goodies podcast. We've been on hiatus for a little while, and we're really pleased to come back with um, author Nina Amir. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little rusty, so I'm a, uh, I, I haven't done one of these in a while, and I want to make sure I get everything right. Um, Nina wrote, uh, has written a couple of books. Um, How to blog a book is, uh, was, was that your first book? Uh, I have some self-published books, but that was my first traditionally published book. Okay. Um, and it's a really cool book for bloggers and how to turn your blog into a book or how to write a book using your blog. And we actually have a whole podcast on that that I'll link to in the show notes. And now we're here to talk to Nina about her new book, The Author Training Manual. So, um, Nina, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and then uh, why you decided to write this book? Okay. So, um and by the way, I'm so pleased to be back on your show. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. <laughs> so about myself. So um, as you said, I, I am the author of How to Blog a Book and the Author Training Manual. And people know me as the inspiration to creation coach uh, because I move my clients from ideas to finished books as well as to careers as authors by helping them combine their passion and their purpose. So they create products that positively and meaningfully impact the world. And um, I like to transform writers into inspired, successful authors and authorpreneurs and blogpreneurs. And I've worked as a developmental editor uh, and a line editor. Um, Typically these days, I work as an author coach and a blog coach and a book coach and a blog to book coach as well as an inspired results coach. And I also blog a ton. I have four <laughs> blogs and uh, run National uh, Nonfiction Writing Month. And as we're speaking, it's April and I run National uh, Book Blogging Month, which is when people do blog books. And uh, Oh, beautiful. I didn't, I didn't know about that. Is that running during April? It is. So they're, you're, they're typically write, blogging short books in April uh, because it's, uh, you can't really do a good job of blogging a book um, in a month. Not, not a long book. You can do a short book, but not a long book. So anyway, so that's me. And uh, then I think you asked about uh, why I wrote the author training manual. Is that right? Yep. So um, I actually had the idea for the, the author training manual before how to blog a book. And there's a chapter in how to blog a book where I talk about the uh, proposal process. And that's because I had this idea before that book. And um, uh, I was going to write this book first, except that then I had the idea for how to blog a book. And so that sort of took precedence because uh, it was timely. Uh, the idea for it came out of me wanting to be a traditionally published author and working on book proposals. And what I discovered was that by working on a book proposal, you actually would evaluate your idea and yourself in the process. And by doing that, you would really train yourself to become successful because you would train yourself to evaluate your idea. Right for marketability, you know, so that you would produce the most marketable or most viable product you possibly could because your book is a product and uh, you, you would hone it and fine tune it so that it would sell the most copies possible because that's what publishers want. They want a book right. that will sell. 
And you would also evaluate yourself because publishers were, are looking for a good business partner, somebody who can help sell books and has a, a author platform. And so in looking at all of that, I realized that what I had called in How to Blog a Book, the author, <clears throat> the um, book proposal process or the proposal process really was an author training process. And I had along the lines created a workbook that I called how to evaluate your book for success. Mm -hmm. That book was supposed, that workbook was supposed to be sort of the foundation for this book. And it has become um, the workbook element in the author training uh, manual. So at the back of the book, there is what we call training exercises. And in the middle of the book, there are sample business plans, which are how you learn to see yourself and your work through the lens of an acquisitions editor, because that's the person who acquires work for a publisher. Now, that's a really cool idea. And the other thing that I'm thinking as you're saying this is you said you did this because you wanted to be traditionally published, but this is also really important for someone who is self-published. It is enormously important for someone self-published because the person who is self-published is opening a publishing company of their own and they have no one to tell them whether their book is marketable. Because they're the acquisitions editor, they're the publisher. Yep. So they have to determine this for themselves. And if they do not create a business plan for their books uh, before they take them to market, they're making a really big mistake because they could invest a lot of time and money in these books and not have them be viable products in the marketplace. So it behooves them to have a business plan for each and every book. And I've written a lot and talked a lot about how these business plans can actually be expanded to create a business plan for your publisher company and how important that is. And I think you hit upon something that's really, really important that a lot of self-published authors don't really consider when they, you know, they write a book and they, they put it up on Kindle and, you know, they're like really excited because now they have a book out there. They don't realize that they just created a publishing company. They just think that they self-published a book. So I think you hit the nail on the head that they need to, they need to realize that they have um, suddenly not just become a published author. They are a publishing company and they need to treat their book and the subsequent books as being part of a company and part of a business. So um, why now one of the things you talk about, one of the very first things you talk about is author attitude. So why do writers need an author attitude and what are the four elements that make this attitude up? So writers really have a tough road to hoe. You know, 81% of the United States population says they want to write a book, but only 2% actually does that. And that tells you something about how difficult the task really is. And it's not that easy to to write the book, first of all. It can take time and effort. And then it's not as easy as you think to publish it. I mean, it's easier these days. People think, oh, well, I'll just write it and I'll slap it up there on, you know, Amazon, you know, via Kindle or CreateSpace. It is easier than it used to be. It's getting harder to traditionally publish, but it's hard. And after eight years of of struggling to get my own books traditionally published and to succeed with my self-published books, which I didn't, didn't promote, I have to tell you. So see, there's this whole element, this promotion thing. I made a decision because I was taking all this time to build author platform and I was trying and trying to get these publishing deals and I, I wasn't doing what it took to, to actually make my self-published book sell, I made a decision and I said to myself, I refuse to fail. 
And in that moment, something happened. And what happened was that my, my attitude shifted. And after that, I accomplished more in the next two to four years than I had in the previous eight, including getting a book traditionally published. So here's the thing. Attitude is one of the most, uh, it's the central element or the most common element that most successful people share and will tell you has helped them succeed. It's sort of the universal factor that helps people achieve the results they want to have. And authors or aspiring authors have so many things that they need to do besides write. Mm -hmm. And in the, the majority of them don't want to do them. All they want to do is write. So it requires an attitude shift. So that takes us to the four elements. Number one is this willingness to do everything. Everything it takes, not just write, but to do a multitude of things like promote, if you're going to self-publish, just hire subcontracts and be a project manager to build your, your author platform with speaking and social networking and all of that. Besides that, you have to be willing to get feedback on your work from editors or anyone else that you're going to ask and to make the changes necessary to your work so it becomes, uh, becomes marketable and becomes polished and well-written and possibly to be away from your family. So there are all these things that you have to be willing to do. So that's the W. Okay. okay? Because I, I have four letters, okay, and they're going to make a word. So number one is W for willingness. The next one is optimism. So we have O for optimism. Optimism is very important because you're going to, as a writer, have rejection. You know, when you submit your books for traditional publishers, you're going to um, have criticism uh, because, you know, reviewers might criticize you. Um, you also are going to submit your work to um, editors for review and they're going to give you constructive criticism. You're going to have all kinds of different obstacles you have to overcome. The thing is that optimists are more likely to succeed because of their attitude, and studies show this, that optimists see uh, rejection and criticism, all these things as just challenges to be overcome, and they don't take them personally. Uh, but pessimists take things personally. Yeah. They take these th same things personally, and they get stuck because they say, oh, there's something inherently wrong with my work or inherently wrong with me, and I can't fix it. And so they just get stuck. So you have to be optimistic. So the third letter is another O, and that's uh, objectivity. You have to be objective about the criticism and about the feedback of your work. But more than that, you have to have an ob you have to be have the objectivity to see from a different perspective. Now, remember, I mentioned acquisitions editors or the people who acquire work for a publishing company. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to see yourself and your work from their perspective, through their lens. It's the same lens, really, as a, as a literary agent, except one step farther along the road. Now, even if you're going to self-publish, you have, the, have to have the objectivity to see from this perspective. Because when you can see through the lens of this kind of a publishing professional, you can determine how to make your work and yourself marketable. And that's hugely important what we were just talking about, about being self-published and that you're the one who has to determine if your idea is worth bringing to market. And then there's a T for tenacity. And that is so important because you need to be able to keep going no matter what, whether you get rejected like Jack Canfield 129 times or whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> and when the writing feels hard and you don't want to do it and when the sales don't come in or when you're struggling in any way, tenacity is one of the top qualities of successful people. So if you put that together, you have 
W for willingness, O for optimism, O for objectivity, and T for tenacity, and it spells woot. So like woot, 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 woot. <laughs> so that's what you want. You want to, at the end of the day, to be able to have an author attitude, and the way to remember it is with woot. I love it. That's really cool. And um, I didn't have a chance to read, actually read through your book, so this is all new to me. Um, which is really cool because it's new to our readers as well. And um, and for those listening, the reason I didn't read the book is because I have a concussion and I can't read yet. So um. <laughs> we give you a pass. <laughs> not that I not that I didn't want to read the book. I actually bought it when it first came out for pre-sale. So I was hoping that I would you know have time to read it before we did a podcast. But um, regardless, that is. That's really exciting because you have put it in a way that authors can understand it. You know, um, I think that uh, all of your points are so relevant to both people who want to be traditionally published and self-published. You know, how many times did J.K. Rowling get turned down and um, other, you know, really successful people that we consider to be successful authors? You know, they... They weren't overnight successes. They were turned down a lot before they finally hit. Um, now, in order to, to become one of those successful authors, and you know, you talked about attitude, and you've mentioned the word business plan, which I'm sure has scared off a bunch of people already. They're like, "What the <laughs> heck? I'm I didn't I don't have a, a marketing, you know, I don't have a business degree. How do I come up with a business plan?" So. Why why do why does an aspiring author need to have a business plan for their books before they even start writing? The reason is that a business plan helps you produce a marketable book. Okay, so a marketable book is one that's going to sell. And a business plan has all the elements in it. Um, like a market analysis and a, uh, a competitive analysis, na- analysis to help you evaluate your idea to see if it's a viable product, one that's going to sell to your target market, to your ideal readers. And in fact, that's what publishers use to evaluate the marketability of a book. And they call it a book proposal. And you know, they're, they're going to be novelists who are listening to this um, who are going to say, well, that doesn't pertain to me. But that's not true. More and more often, publishers are looking at uh, proposals for novels. And, um, I mean, they always have, but they they would look at the the manuscript first. And occasionally they would buy one just on the manuscript. But um, but you need to be able to determine if before you put hours and hours into writing your book (laughs) and money into publishing it, if you self-publish, into whether you have a market. And these these book proposals or business plans, um, and again, you, you know, as a self-published author, you want to do this. So you don't have to, it's not being proposed to anyone at that point. So it's not a book proposal if you do it for yourself. But in any case, it's a business plan. The publisher sees it as a business plan for a book. And it contains um, a promotion plan. It, it says how you're going to promote the book. And it contains this market analysis. Um, and uh, it says whether other books similar to yours um, ha- have made any money, whether they've sold any books. And it also says something about you as a person, whether you um, have built that author platform and all of that. So uh, 
you know, I love hearing from, from readers who tell me um, that my books have helped them in some way. It makes my day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I write, um, to inspire and to support others in moving, um, you know, from, in, from, in, from inspiration to creation of their ideas. But I won't get that feeling that I've transformed someone's life if I don't craft a book that sells. Because if it doesn't sell, nobody will ever read it. <laughs> but, you know, all those authors out there are sitting there going, but my book is the bomb. And my book is going to sell just because I wrote it and because I'm awesome and it's great. So how do you get across to those people that they still need to do a market analysis and that they need to um, they need to sit down and go through the steps of a business plan? You know, I can't make anybody do that. You know, somebody just, I wrote a blog post just recently for another site and somebody said, oh, this takes all the fun out of it. You know, it's not going to be creative. You know, all you need is, all you need is to be creative and authentic. Well, creativity and authenticity will get you so far. And there are some books that do just make it because they're creative and authentic. Mm -hmm. But how can you be sure? Well, this is what I would say. How can you be sure? I can convince you by saying that if you go through this process and you compare your idea to the other books that are out there and you determine whether your market is large enough and you apply this information to your idea and you hone it and you fine tune it and you retool it and then you sit down and you apply your authenticity and your creativity and your inspiration and your passion to your idea, you will come up with the best possible book of, that you could write. And that is a much higher chance of selling than something that you just go, oh, I have a good idea. I'm going to write it. Now, do you have examples of business plans in the book? There are. There are four examples in there. Um, there are more examples um, that were compiled, but we didn't get them all in the book, and I'm hoping they will be available. Okay. But there are examples from two literary agents and two acquisitions editors, which you don't normally see them from acquisitions editors. Okay. And they, they have gone through and they have given feedback on them so that you can see through their eyes. Okay. And I think that's what's important is that um, a lot of writers, they need to have like something to follow. They need to have a plan to follow. But then they also need to realize that it doesn't have to be cut, dried, boring. Your business plan can be, can have your personality in it. And it actually should. You should be able to be creative with your business plan as far as how do you plan to promote your book. You know, don't just list, oh, well, you know, I'm going to buy an ad here, there, and, and here. And, you know, I'm going to rely on my friends to promote it for me. You know, you can be creative and, and talk about those types of things in your business plan. Yeah, you can, of course. And if you're doing it for yourself, if you're self-publishing, you know, then it's a different story because you're also looking at uh, – y- you know, you're producing something for yourself. And when you do, for instance, the first section of a book proposal is the overview. You're basically creating, um, you know, marketing copy for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. You're writing a summary of the book and you're creating a list of benefits. And, and these are things that can easily go on the back cover copy, you know, or the back cover of your book. Um, it's not so much about um, writing compelling copy to convince someone to um, invest in your book. It's to make them buy it. So right. it should be fun and creative and, and interesting for you. And then there are sections, um, you know, I love the section called spinoffs, um, which a lot of people don't bother with. Mm-hmm. Um, the spinoff section is all about your career planning, really. 
It's about, you know, what follow-up books will you write? What sequels? What's, what um, series might you do? Mm-hmm. And um, I take this a step farther. Just ask people, you know, what kind of business might you want to create um, around your book? Even for novelists, you know, how, how are you going to create an income around your books? And writing more books is the first way. There are studies that now show, research that's now showing that authors only start really making money from their books when they have three. That, that's the tipping point. And um, that hybrid authors, those who are traditionally publishing and self-publishing, are really making a living from their books when they have 12 books in the marketplace. But beyond that, you know, could you create courses or membership sites or coaching or consulting or could you cross over from fiction to nonfiction and, and thereby, you know, do some kind of coaching or consulting or, you know, these are the kind of things that when you really start putting together a business plan, you can plan out your whole book, your whole career, you know, and say, I have 10 books I want to write and how, am, you know, when am I going to write them and in what order and how are they going to go together and how will they brand me? There's the word. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's that word that a lot of people don't think about. Um, and it, uh, the word branding people, um, I think authors, a lot of authors, when they're first starting out, they don't think about what brand are they building. And that's where pen names come into to play, which is something else that you should probably if you're building this whole plan onto what you're going to be doing, you know, if you're you're building your brand one way and then you do want to branch off into something else that's going to require a different brand and a different you know like if you're if you're doing nonfiction and you're doing young adult fiction and then you decide that you want to do some adult fiction you know you need to understand that that takes a different plan and needs to be maybe a different personality that's possible and so it's very important to think about this early on and that's why I say that first book idea that's the time to sit down and create that business plan for your book and in the process create a business plan for your career and that's where that you know people won't don't think about that but if you do this section called spin-offs you mm-hmm. start to think about it and and it becomes much clearer to you you know and if you expand on it then it becomes much clearer to you where you're going. I wish I had done that. And I'm speaking about this particular part in particular because I have like 14 books that I still want to write. And I just changed literary agents and we're doing hybrid publishing. And, um, you know, we're having to really, there's some books I really would like to write tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, and we're putting them off because I've worked so hard on one aspect of, of you know, one area of, of the books I want to write and not on another area. And so there's a, there's a bridging that has to happen and a branding that has to happen. And so you have to think about that. And if you think about it early, you can avoid some of the pitfalls. Yep. Um, That's really important. I really see now that's, that's something that um, I think a lot of people, they noodle about in their head a little bit when they're writing a book. They're like, oh, I think I might have another book after I'm done with this book because this book is so much fun. And there's little things that are leading me to wanting to do a second book, um, you know, even in, when you're writing fiction. And, of course, when you're writing nonfiction, you know, you want to write forever about the things that you love and that you want to teach people and it would be easy to go off on tangents. And um, I think you brought up a good point about fiction writers. You know, not only can you build your books, but if you're building um, a series or uh, some kind of a world around your books, 
you know, you can easily create uh, websites and platform that goes along with that and that you can eventually get to the point where you want to help other people do the same thing. And then you don't have to be sitting and writing every day, all day, unless you want to. But you can plan that out ahead of time. You know, in the future, do you want to go in this direction? And and that will help you determine your path and help you brand yourself from the beginning uh, the way that you want to go. And I think the other thing for fiction writers, a lot of fiction writers are just like, um, and I'm seeing this on, on book goodies. I'm seeing a lot of authors, they'll submit a book to us and they'll choose like eight different genres for their book. And I think that more fiction authors need to understand their audience a little bit better and understand it's okay to be cross genre, but you need to be careful that if you're writing, um, you know, if, if you're writing in a certain genre, you're not going too far into other genres, you know? So like you're writing a mystery, sci-fi, fantasy, paranormal. What? <laughs> right. I think that's partly because, um, who's your audience? Right. And I think that's part of because, um, you know, self-publishing has allowed for that. Like with Kindle, by posting to Kindle, you have way more categories that you can be in. And it, it's made it confusing for them. Because I know that when I'm, for instance, at a writer's conference and we're doing like a pitch um, a pitch uh, session, mm-hmm. the, the authors cannot pinpoint one category. And when you go into a bookstore, you're going to be in one category. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You're, you're going to find yourself in one place in that bookstore, and if and I can tell you that I had a book proposal that went out, and um, I happened to be on a panel with the acquisitions editor, and they had turned out from the publishing house, and they had turned down my book, uh, you know, the book idea, and I said something to her about it, and she said, "What was the book?" And I told her, and she said, "Oh, I remember that book." She said, "I liked it." And I said, well, then why did you turn it down? She said, we couldn't figure out what category it would go into. There you go. Right. You have to be an, have extreme clarity about where your book will show up in a bookstore. And it is in one, on one shelf and one shelf only. But when you go to Amazon, you get like three categories. So people are, you know, are starting to go, oh, well, I'll put, you know, I'm in three genres. Right. And I think that creating a business plan will help you focus on, you know, because part of a business plan is audience. Oh, yeah. So, it is. Uh, you know, you, you really need to know your audience and who you're targeting before you can start marketing. Um, so now, how does, how does a new author get themselves trained? How do, you, how do they train themselves for success? You know, I just want to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> how do I get myself into that attitude where, you know, how do I, how do I get myself ready to be successful? So they really have to put on a business hat and they have to learn to evaluate the contents of that business plan in the same way as a publishing professional, um, such as an agent or an acquisitions editor. And that means seeing from that perspective, from that business perspective, as well as from the creative perspective, which is why in the book, in the author training manual, we've included those samples um, with the the actual comments from the editors and acquisitions editors. So you have to learn to look at each bit of information that you put into your business plan and ask some important questions, which are, you know, does this convince me or someone else that this idea will sell once it goes to market? 
does this uh, information convince someone that I'm a good publishing partner or that I can produce this book and help sell it? You know, and that's a question that even if you independently publish that you mm -hmm. have to ask, right? So it's a matter of really accumulating the information, you know, on the market and on the competitive titles and, and um, getting a table of contents and getting chapter summaries, um, even for fiction, and putting it all together, um, you know, and the, the um, promotion plan, all of it, putting it all together and evaluating it very realistically and objective, ob objectively. And then, um, you know, and in that way, you're, you are functioning more like an agent or an acquisitions editor, and that trains you for success. I like that. Um, and to follow up on that, the primary thing the author needs to do to succeed, which isn't just have a good idea, just, I mean, there are a lot of people with great ideas. There's a lot of people that write well. So what's that primary thing they need to do? They need yeah. to they need to be good, good business people. And I'm so glad you said what you did because there are a lot of great ideas out there and there are a lot of good writers. Um, but you don't even have to be a good writer. You can hire a ghost writer or you can hire an editor if you have a good writer. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have a good idea. But you have to be a good business person. And, and look, I know people who are listening to this and they're saying, I am not a business person. I am a writer. I am a creative person. Mm -hmm. So am I. Really, so am I. My eyes glaze over when it comes to numbers and marketing <laughs> and profit and loss statements. And, you know, Ted Koppel has this um, thing he calls the Mego factor, and it's my eyes glaze over. And that is me. But I have had to learn to be an entrepreneur because it's essential. If you traditionally publish, you know, you're basically seeking a venture capital partner for your book. And if you self-publish, you're the publisher. You're creating a startup company, a publishing house of your own. So in either case, you have to be a good business person. And you better learn the marketing end, which is business, because knowing how to sell your book is what it's all about. A successful book is one that outsells the others um, in its category. That's how it becomes a bestseller. And the average book sells only about 250 copies per year. And ebooks only sell about 550 copies per year. Mark Coker at Smashwords did the numbers for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, plus books just don't make authors much money. So, you know, you better become a good business person if you're going to, going to do this and, and, and be profitable at it. Yeah, there's people that want to break that 500 ebooks. <laughs> oh yeah, level. So, uh, and the other thing too is, you know, the business plan. It's it's going to help you because we talked about the spinoff part. It's going to help you have a successful career and not just one successful book. And you know, talk a little bit more about that. Well, yeah, I mean, we've already talked about it, but that, that really is my favorite part of the whole process. Um, you know, you, you, you create a plan and you map out all these books that you want to write, you know, these follow-up books and spinoffs and sequels, and you start thinking about how to brand yourself and which book logically follows the next. And this becomes your plan for your career. And what could be more exciting than that? But, you know, so, I don't know, to me, that's, that's really where the fun is and where, where this becomes um, more than just a one-book business plan. 
And uh, yeah, that's what I like to see authors do is really to start thinking outside the box of one book and to to plan it out so that they can um, have a successful career and to not get sidetracked. You know, I got sidetracked a lot and I have um, it's very hard to get back on track and I had to to stop and figure out how to brand myself so that, you know, because I was writing about writing and publishing and blogging. But I started out as somebody who was writing about spirituality and personal development. Mm-hmm. And I, I dropped that along the way, not 100%, but I really stopped focusing on it when I started doing the books and writing and publishing and blogging. And um, I had sort of this split personality or with these two very, you know, what seemed like very different areas and had to create an umbrella as a brand that would encompass all of it. And now I've had to, you know, create a plan um of what books to write next you know that would bridge and luckily i have a lot of ideas and and ideas are always popping up but it's how to you know it's how to get them in order so that it works and and again i like i said you know i'm not so happy that i need to wait you know to do certain ones later till till they'll be more successful mm-hmm. when i could have been building my platform you know in both areas more equally and publishing more equally and and all of that had I had a better plan so I'm speaking really from my own experience here and um but yet this is really the part that I think is the most fun and exciting and interesting and 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 will will yield the most results now you you write for blogs and we've talked about platform so are all of those blogs part of your platform Uh, yes, to some extent. So um, I have writenonfictionnow.com and howtoblogabook.com, and those both have to do with writing and publishing. Okay. And, um, and of course, blogging. My other blog, As the Spirit Moves Me, is sort of a personal blog, but it started out really as a way to build platform around uh, spirituality, uh, practical spirituality, and personal development. Okay. So that is my other side. And um, then I have uh, a blog called mysoncandance.com, which sounds like it is totally removed from everything else. And it kind of is. But it was created uh, because I wanted to wanted to write some books related to uh, boys in the dance because I have a son who dances and it actually is one of my most successful blogs I I, in the last year or two have not written as much on it um, as consistently because I've been so busy Um, but uh, it was also created to build platform and we've talked about platform a little bit and I know it's it's not covered that much in the book but just um, because I I did just flip through some of the the TOC and the training exercises, um, building a platform as part of your, so as part of the business plan, you want authors to build a platform. What are, what are some of the elements that they need to, to do to get that started? Well, blogging would be the first one because blogging, especially for the nonfiction authors, blogging will uh, give you, will help you build uh, expert status very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, It will, 
if you blog often and consistently, um, you, you know, really very quickly, I had number one Google status for, you know, like the terms how to blog a book, blog a book after just five months um, with, how to blog, with that blog, howtoblogabook.com. That's awesome. Uh, but from from the blog, you can build out the social network. So I highly recommend that you're on social networks. Um, that, that is a powerful platform as well. One of the most powerful platforms is an email list. And a great way to build an email list is via your blog because you can have people going there and signing up for it. Um, so that's another one. And then, of course, there's speaking. Um, and nowadays we also have, you know, YouTube and... Uh, of course, there's podcasting, and I mean, there's just so many ways now to do it. Uh, the main thing is to be sure that you're building your platform to your target audience. So it's all about building um, visibility, so making yourself visible to your audience, to your target audience, and developing more reach. So that's you know more and more people hearing about you. So that's the people sharing and getting engaged and all of that. And that's building your authority. Your authority starts with your you know, your credentials and those kind of things. But from there, it, it builds by how many people are actually sharing what you do and what you say. Um, and all of that will, uh, will create influence. And influence is the real platform because mm -hmm. when you have a lot of people who know who you are and you have influence, then when you say, hey, my book came out, go buy it, people will do that. People listen to you when you have influence. And so that's the real platform. And there is quite a bit said in the book, in the author training manual, about platform and about um, what it means and the necessity for it. Good. See, that's one of the things in, uh, that, I wanted, that I try to get across to authors is that Facebook isn't your platform. Your blog is your platform. You need to have your own place where you're, where you send people from all your other social media. And I think that that's something that some authors have a hard time with. You know, they, they just think that um, they're all scattered and they don't have a home base and they don't understand what a platform is and where to build it from. So for you to say they need to start with a blog, that was, you know, that's one of the points I try to drive home. So I was try. I'm I'm glad that you reinforced that for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because Facebook or Twitter or all of those could go away. I mean, which is not to say that you shouldn't build that. Right. But but you want to you want to have a home of your own, and that's your blog is is a website, and it's your home in cyberspace. It's your author website, and um, you know, it functions as a website. Mm -hmm. And uh, you yes, you want to be sending them there, and that's. Why why I also said your mailing list is one yes. of your primary uh, platform elements because it's, you know, when you can say I have, you know, 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 people on a mailing list that I can contact and I know they're interested in what I do because they signed up. Right. And even if you've segmented it by interest level, you know, or interests, you know, now you're talking because you own that list. You do yep. not own the names on Facebook. Facebook owns those. Yep, Exactly. Well, this has been great. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us. And I'm really glad to support your book because authors, you know, even though many authors are going to think that this is aimed toward nonfiction, you know, we pointed out throughout, this is actually really important for fiction authors as well. And I do know fiction authors that have business plans and that have good platforms and that are building email lists. And those are the fiction authors that are going to go far. And, 
many of them may have started out with like a not really a fiction book. They started out maybe with a nonfiction, um, not really nonfiction, but a memoir. A lot of people don't lump memoir in with nonfiction, but um, I know that the most successful authors that I know have have a plan and they're working toward that three books. You know, they know they need those three books and they know that they need to get to that 12 book. And they may not have known what the number is, but they know that they want to get a book out there every three to four months and they know what book they want to do next and why. And I think that uh, some of them have a business plan and don't even realize they have a business plan. But the authors that are successful are the ones that have at least sat down and thought about it and, and written it down. Um, so do you have any last thoughts for, for our listeners before we go? Uh, I would just say, you know, that to, to embrace what's necessary um, because that's really, that's the thing about the attitude. You know, we've talked so much about the business plan and all of that. And so, um, you know, for those who are going, oh, you know, I just don't want to do that or whatever, I get it. It's not like I sit down every day and want to write a business plan for my next book, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a book proposal. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do, as I said, you know, but uh, the point about the attitude is is just that. It's, it's the attitude you need. You, you need to, when your attitude changes, you embrace everything you have to do, even the things you dislike the most. You, you embrace them because doing them gets you closer to your end goal, which is to become an author and not just an author, but a successful author. And, and you find a way. And if that way means that you pay someone to help you, fine. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how you accomplish it, but you, you embrace everything that it takes to get there. And when you do that, it's, it, you don't hate the stuff anymore. You don't, you don't <laughs> hate the tasks anymore. You love them because they're getting you where you want to go, which is to be a successful author and to have your books succeed. So, so, so that's what I would leave them with is just find a way to develop an author attitude. Awesome. Get that woot in your life. That's <laughs> right. Um, okay, so tell people where they can go to buy the author training manual. Uh, the author training manual is available uh, at all bookstores. So it's it's at Barnes and Noble online and off. It's at Amazon.com. It is at um, uh, Writer's Digest Shop and at Indie. Um, I can't think of it. Indie. Um, anyway, um, but the easiest way is to just go to booksbyninaamir.com and that will take you to Amazon. You'll be able to find all my books. Awesome. And they can find me at ninaamir.com and that will also lead you to all the blogs. And if they're interested, um, is it okay if I tell them about a course I have going on? Go right ahead. I have a course that's related to the author training manual and draws on it as a text called Author Training 101. And uh, part of the year, it's just offered as a home study course. And uh, the other part of the year, um, it's offered live with with live coaching from me for eight weeks. And um, they can get to the live part of that course at bit.ly. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash uh, uh, live 
AT101, so live, capital AT101, or they can go to uh, Author Training 101, and that will take you just to the home study. Beautiful. That's awesome. Um, I would take the course as soon as my concussion is gone and I can write again. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read and write right now. It's been driving me crazy, and I've been wanting to take a class with you, and I think that it would be beneficial um, yes, I'm a writer. Yes, I know what I'm doing. Yes, I can write a business plan. But you know what? Coaching can sometimes get you by those hurdles that you just can't get by yourself. So I would highly recommend uh, looking into that class if you're at that point. And uh, you'll be able to find the show notes for this podcast at bookgoodies.com. And uh, Nina, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. I know that that's actually, you know, you you do that when you're promoting a book, but you're also very fun to talk to and you give lots of great advice to people uh, freely, which is important. And um, we appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. It was great to be on your show again. And I appreciate you having me on. No problem. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Everybody have a great day. And like I said, stop by bookgoodies.com and you can find this podcast and many others and find all of our social media where you can follow us. So everybody have a great day. Thanks. Thank you.